just real quick, a couple of thoughts from the first reading, just because it, it does really kind of give us a, a, a punch in the gut, saying, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, Jesus endured the agony of the cross, all the pains of the cross, knowing the victory that lay beyond the cross. And with his eyes fixed on that victory, he could go through anything. And he did, dismissing its shame. For he has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. You yourselves consider how he endured such opposition, such inconvenience, such pain, such ridicule, in order that you, in your own struggles, to live the faith, to be faithful to the Father in heaven, to do God's will when it's easy, when it's hard. He did all that in order that you may not grow weary or lose heart in your struggles. In your struggle against that difficulty of following the Father's will, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood as he has. Keep on going. That's what St. Paul or whoever wrote this letter to the Hebrews is saying. Keep on going. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, sometimes you lose friends, you lose popularity. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes people actually look up to you because they realize you've got something that they long for. Sometimes they're jealous. Push forward. It's worth it. And our Lord did it for you first. And let's talk about, in that light, this image of the gospel, this, this scene of Jesus' life. One thing is I watched the video earlier today, kind of helped me, me to pray to, to visualize this scene of this woman who had been suffering for 12 years. I don't want to get lost in this, but I was struck by the detail. How old was Jairus' daughter when she died? How old was she? 12, right? And 12 years before, the day of her birth, some random woman started to bleed. And for 12 years, she suffered. And in God's eyes, those two lives were in, destined to meet one day, destined to cross paths. God was planning this moment in history to come about. That's how God's providence works. What I love about this is that in the midst of a crowd pressing on Jesus, everyone's touching him. St. Peter even says, like, Lord, you stopped the parade because you said someone touched you. Did you not notice? It's like Mardi Gras here. Everyone's pushing on you. Everyone's touching you. You're like Drew Brees, and everyone just wants to get a, a glimpse of you. Like, why did you stop for this? What do you mean someone touched me? Of course they did. Jesus is like, no, somebody actually touched me with faith. A lot of times we're kind of living out our, our life. We're good people. Maybe we call ourselves Christians, but do we really touch Jesus with our faith? Is it that kind of faith? And what I loved about the video, the episode in The Chosen, is they have this woman, like, like it's kind of like you should, she's like struggling because he's getting by her and she's not going to be able to. The crowd's too big. Suddenly she's starting to breathe, bleed in that moment. She's like, oh my gosh, no, not now, not now. And she's like, no, don't let them pass. And she just takes all of her fear and insecurity and doubt and just pushes it as high as she pushes through the crowd. They even had her encounter somebody who had earlier called her out for her bleeding and she's like, now she's humiliated. But she still pushes forward. In the midst of the crowd, she throws everything she has into this one moment. Literally, like the producers have her like jumping forward, like laying out flat. If, she, if this doesn't work, she's dead in the water. They show her like on the ground. She put everything into this faith in Jesus Christ. This one moment. Holding nothing back. Can you see that woman? 
Can you see that trust that he's going to do this? I'm betting everything on it. He's my Lord and my God, and I know his love. I heard it preached. I heard it spoken about. I heard what he did for so-and-so. I know he will do this. She casts herself at his feet. She touches barely a garment, a, 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 a thread from his garment. In the movie, they have her saying that, just a thread, just a thread. All you need is just touch one thread. My faith sometimes is a little more calculated. Like, yes, I'll believe in you, Lord, but only to a point. And if you ask too much of me, if my faith leaves me having to be uncomfortable in front of my friends, or maybe they'll judge me if I pray before lunch and ask your blessing upon my meal, like I've been taught to do, maybe they'll judge me if I hold out faithful to some of the church's teachings about how you treat one another when they're gossiping and I don't participate in the gossip. And they look at me and they say, well, you what, you think you're better than us? And I'll struggle? Well, maybe I'll just give in to the gossip and go with the flow because that'll be easier. That's not faith. That's not the faith of this woman. Am I willing to bet everything on him and on his way? I don't want to forgive the person who hurt me last week. It still hurts. And our Lord challenges us to do that. Let our faith not be calculated. May it be totally open to him. May we be willing to embrace everything that comes with following Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, and our conviction of the teachings we've been given, and our love for one another, those we like, those we don't like. May we love every one of them, so that anyone who counter encounters me would be touched by the love of God that they just felt through the way I looked at them. Whether or not I consider them my close friend or lunch group member or not, it's hard. And even left to ourselves, we probably can't do it. Our, our Lord says, reach out and touch me so that rooted in my strengths, you can do it. Rooted in my love, yours will look different. The last thing I want to say is this kind of a weird image in my head, but, um, oh, I'm sorry, no, before I go into that. Faith. We have a lot of reasons not to believe, a lot of reasons not to go the way Jesus calls us to go. And I love how it says, as um, Jesus has healed this woman and the people come from the synagogue and they tell Jairus, look, the reality is, She's dead. Sorry. Deal with it. Because that's reality. Faith is a nice little idealistic pipe dream, but this is reality. And Jesus, it says, disregarding the message that was reported that her da his daughter had died. Disregarding it. When your feelings tell you that, man, I've been praying, and I've been praying for 10 minutes, and I just don't feel anything. Nothing's happening. Jesus isn't really here, and nobody's speaking to me, and I'm really all by myself in my room. Disregard that message and push forward in faith. When I'm facing all the mistakes that I made and how terrible I am because of what I did, and, and yet the church dares to say, don't you know that you're loved beyond your failures? And your mind says, no, but I can't because of this. Disregard that message and embrace the truth that our Lord wants to speak over you. You are much greater than your failures, than even your sins. Can you embrace that and disregard a whole bunch of other things, even what your friends may be talking about you behind your back because of what happened or what the coach might have said because you dropped the football or whatever else? Can you disregard 
all those things against your value and your dignity. And push through with the message of faith, the message of truth that comes from Christ. All that being said, I was also struck with the image of just the garment of Jesus. Never thought about this before. You and I are the body of Christ. Through our baptism, we've been incorporated into Jesus. He talked about you and I as the temple, the living stones through which that temple, that body of Christ goes throughout the entire world. And people want to touch him. And maybe you just feel like you're just a minuscule member of the body of Christ. Your own faith may be kind of dwindling or weak. You have a bunch of doubts. But maybe you're just a seam on the garment of Christ. And yet if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, Jesus says, if you're just a little devoted to him, when someone touches, maybe they can't reach him, but if they touch you, if they come in contact with you, maybe you could be that piece of garment through which Christ's love, Christ's power, Christ's healing, Christ's gaze actually reaches through their wounds, their flow of doubt, and touches their heart. Could you be that piece of our Lord's garment? Could you be the church? It's not a perfect garment. It's got some stains on it. You and me and all of us. But we are that garment. There's actually a lot of references to the clothing of Jesus when he was crucified. The garment was one. It couldn't be torn. And when St. Peter went to catch the fish, the 153 fish at the, at the resurrection, they said the net was not torn. The garment of our Lord. Will you be that way through which people can come into contact with him? We simply ask the Holy Spirit to renew in, us, renew in us that spirit of real faith, living faith, risk-taking faith, so that it's real, not dead. A dead faith can't do anything. And may our Lord use that faith, that experience in our own hearts of his love for us, to allow ourselves to be that garment through which that love reaches our brothers and sisters. May our Blessed Mother intercede for us. She watched these things happen. She watched her son lay himself out, offering himself constantly to anyone who would come to him. May she give us the strength to be that same heart of Jesus, willing to reach out to anyone and everyone, accessible to anyone and everyone. Amen? Amen. St. Charles Borromeo, pray for us.